Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. What up? I am Dramos, host of the Life as a Gringo podcast. This is a show for the Nosabo kids, the, the 200 percenters. Here we celebrate your otherness and embrace living in the gray area. Every Tuesday, I'll be bringing you conversations around personal growth, issues affecting the Latin community, and much more. Then every Thursday, I'll be tackling trending stories and current events from our community. Listen to Life as a Gringo on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, the internet, and welcome to Season 320, Episode 4 of Dirt Daily's I Day production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness, and it is Friday, January 5th, 2024? That's, that's too many. That's, come on. <laughs> nah, that's way too many. Numbers. That's like buffer buffer overflow error number of years. <laughs> right. If we were on like a, a four bit machine, we'd be done. Well, my name is Jack O'Brien, aka Soaking Time. Sex is not allowed, but check out this loophole I just read. Soaking Time. Put the P in the V and have all the homies jump on the bed. Soaking Time. Might seem strange, but you'll still get a planet when you are dead. I know how to abstain and still bone. That is courtesy of Rezik, a throwback. I think Rezik sensed my displeasure that we are in the year 2024 and gave me an AK from a subject we talked about. I think back in the late 80s, a long time ago. <laughs> I love the, i just curious how that came to you, Rezik, on the Discord. <laughs> like You're just like, oh shit. <laughs> Remember that story they talked about years ago? Anyways, thank you for that. I'm thrilled to be joined by a very special guest co-host, a hilarious and brilliant TV writer, producer. You know him from the Yo Is This Raises podcast. It's Andrew T. I just want to take a moment to wish a happy new year to all the sun worshiping freaks in the white community. I don't know what, you know, what you guys got going on, but happy new year, I guess. <laughs> the sun worshipers? Yeah, you freaks. Fucking weird. Moon, moon life forever. <laughs> the only true calendar. Well, Andrew, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by a very talented writer, stand-up comedian, podcast host of the Bechdel cast, which takes down the patriarchy one movie at a time and is just one of the best podcasts in existence. Also, I happen to have a master's degree in film, the most anagrammable name in the English language, such as Nine Tit Dracula. But when you read the name, when, when you read the letters in order, it is Caitlin Durante! Yes. Latin dancer UTI. Latin dancer UTI. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Caitlin, you were just on. You were on like the last episode that we did before the break. The, and now the, I'm back, baby. The fuck around episode. <laughs> what a great time. <laughs> that was that was so fun. And now, unfortunately, I regret to inform you, this is the photographic negative of that episode. This is the all business episode. <sighs> yeah. Just hard news stories, one after the other. Everything from images of Steamboat Willie piloting one of the planes into the Twin Towers to Steamboat Willie drenched in cum. We're covering it all, folks. All the stories that happened 
over the break. <laughs> that's that's basically it. We're just going to talk about how Mickey Mouse hit the public domain, kind of. <laughs> and then there's a controversy brewing in the world of socks. Socks or no <gasps> socks in bed. I've been told this is, I don't, I don't know. I, I wear socks to bed. I'm, I'm just going to come out and say it. And I've been told yeah. that is unacceptable by I, a I have lot a lot of, of thoughts on this, so I'm yeah. really excited. I knew, I like, everybody seems <laughs> to. It's wild. I just, there was, like, this op-ed in the Wall Street Journal or something, and the headline was, like, if you sleep in socks, you're a psychopath. Health tip yeah. kicks up controversy. And, okay, that's and I was like, reductive. wow, that's, that's so aggressive, right, <laughs> to people. And they were all like, nope, it is correct. <laughs> it is, in fact, scientifically accurate. You need to get out of here. Well, not when you do it my way. I have a very particular sock regimen. I want to hear this. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh-huh. Just right. jump to socks. <laughs> jump to Everybody socks. Else jump to socks. <laughs> all of that. Plenty more. But first, Caitlin, we do like to ask our guests, what is something from your search history that is revealing about who you are? Um, I googled Wolf of Wall Street quaalude scene. Yes. Because, yes, yes, Fun we scene. know it. We love yeah. it. I am editing this little promo video to plug the Bechtelcast tour that ooh, Jamie Loftus ooh. and I are going on in early February. So... Zeitgang, who's also a Bechtel head, grab your tickets. But anyway, so I'm like editing this silly little promo video and it's mostly a Barbie tour. We are mostly covering the Barbie movie, but there's one show where we are also doing a Wolf of Wall Street thing. Interesting. You know what movie the famously Robbie pairs? Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's obviously the, cro- the, the, the thing, but everyone's like, why wouldn't you do Oppenheimer? And I'm like, because I was asleep during most of that movie. I don't want to watch it again. So we're doing Wolf of Wall Street. So I was just like, I was just finding little images to include in this. And I was like, ooh, that Quaalude scene's pretty mm-hmm. good. So yeah. I Googled that. I couldn't help but notice that Oppenheimer barely does any Quaaludes in that movie. I would say even zero. It's not even like referenced, like when he does. I mean, it's... <sighs> I can't imagine he did zero quaaludes during the course yeah, of the events of the film. Show that on screen. Where's the you. on screen representation? Show of don't it? tell. <laughs> <laughs> quaaludes. Uh-huh. Quaaludes really felt like that's the only substance, legal or otherwise, that just like completely. Can you get quaaludes anymore? You can get a lot of shit that is illegal, even. Mm-hmm. But you can't get quaaludes. Where did I the want quaaludes to try go? Quaaludes once. You tried them? No, I want to. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I just that I mean that is the premise of the scene in Wolf Wall Street, right? That they are like right? they have, have the last movie. five quaaludes. Oh, yeah, they're like old, so they don't know how effective yeah. they're gonna be. So and they then, keep oh taking them. God. They're like, ah, these are busted. And then it, it's very much the experience that anybody who's taken too many edibles has had in recent years. But yeah, that that's the idea. I feel like they give a passing explanation about where where the quaaludes went but it was something like that i think they were made pharmaceutically at one point and then they made them illegal but it does seem like there's probably you know as as drugs has become more high advanced there should be a market there at minimum an artisanal market for come on you want to at least try it you gotta try yeah ludes Ludes, and baby. Hell's Angels are back as a vibe. Yeah. I mean, the Hell's Angels yeah. mainly use them to counterbalance all the speed that they were on. <laughs> Enormous <laughs> amounts. They're like, well, someone's going to have to fall asleep eventually. Why don't we uh, figure out something to counterbalance all this trucker speed that we've been I'm not against any of this. Eating I don't, and distributing. I don't think. Yeah. Wait, what is speed? Is speed coke? Are they the same thing? Or are they two different? No, it's amphetamines. <laughs> they're pretty it's similar, so but yeah, they're different. very similar. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, okay. Like similar math. Speed, yeah. speed is, is math? Breaking Bad. Speed is yes. Speed okay, is okay. Breaking Bad. Cocaine is, I assume, Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, yeah. They. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. What is something that you think is overrated? Okay, so we're getting into horny territory in these Uh-oh. next few. Yeah. Uh oh, folks. <laughs> it's it's the first week of. 2024. I'm trying of to set a precedent. Be horny. <laughs> oh my God. 
Um, I mean, this isn't particularly horny, but these are about dating. I've been giving, giving a lot of thought. So to the op- opposite of horny is what you're saying. <laughs> Not when you date like me. I have a very Whoa. specific sock regimen and I have a very specific dating regimen and it's Watch all that. horny. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Overrated is height as a dating criteria. I'm talking specifically about men because so if you go, if you're on the apps, there is there are a lot of men who just put their height as the only thing in their profile because they've been conditioned to think that that's like the most important thing about them. This is enough, right? How high (laughs) the cells of my body stack up to. That's enough about me. Yeah, (laughs) that's my personality (laughs) uh, in its entirety. So it's very frustrating. And I know that they're doing this because of like a, you know, a societal pressure, a beauty standard, blah, blah, blah. But I find it very frustrating not only that that beauty standard has become so prominent, but that men are responding to it by being like, well, you don't need to know anything about me aside from my height. I also feel so, like somebody who puts that much emphasis on their own height is probably more likely to lie about their height, right? Like have weird <laughs> yes. height issues going on. Yeah. I, For sure. But is it kind of feels like what you're saying, though, it it's a it's it is like a self regulating system, right? Because like people who put that, actually, that is the only thing that is interesting right. about them. <laughs> I mean, that's true. They're kind right. of perpetuating this cycle. Yeah. Of, so, mm-hmm. but yeah. I don't know. I just feels like you don't you you don't want it, and you don't want to click on those people and swipe on those folks, and you know that it's doing its job both ways. If someone only loves height, and if someone recognizes that that's idiotic, yeah. I I about it. Unless it's like Fair. they're Wembenyama. Are they Victor Wembenyama? Are they seven foot four and a half? And is. it is oh, like no. the main <laughs> thing about them that you would have to deal with on a dating basis is like this. We can't go most places. I'm way too tall. <laughs> I won't tall. fit through the doorway. <laughs> I can't, can't sit in a normal that, car. Yes, that would make sense. But right. it is, it's just people who are like, I'm 5'11 or whatever. I. <sighs> That's the why problem the, is, they're like, I am the average height, and that's all you need to know. And that's all you need me. to know. And wow. Andrew, you're right. Like this, like this should be like a weeding out process. Except that I would say in like eighty percent of profiles, and obvi- like yes, I'm I'm like swiping left on like ninety nine point nine percent of people, but like <laughs> it's just so prevalent for men to have just their height or like one of three things they list about themselves is their height. Mm. And I think it stinks. Will not stand for it. Yeah. It won't. That's terrible that people do that. <laughs> do they hold yeah. a coin next to them for like the... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they have just a tiny yeah. little quarter on the ground next to <laughs> and them. And they're like, see, I'm so much taller than this. Yeah. Oh <laughs> Which then does open up a market for fake not to scale like measuring tapes Coins. or yardsticks or yeah. whatever that you can hold up next to yourself in your dating profile. Ooh. Yes. Oh man. Yeah. Now we're talking. Tollinator. Let's get on the, this. That's right. Yeah. All right. This is well, a as a enterprise if I've ever heard one. Right. Justin, you're gonna have to cut out the next thirty minutes while we scheme <laughs> this uh, business plan. <laughs> And we're back, and <laughs> we're about to be rich as fuck, you guys. Wow. What is something you think is underrated, Caitlin? Okay, so what I think is underrated is being solo poly. So if anyone's not familiar, it's a type of polyamory or ethical non-monogamy where you're just kind of single. Your main relationship is with yourself, but you also have so many lovers. great it's the best of all the worlds so many and it's something i've been exploring in um recent years and i've never been happier i would say definitely sounds like the best one yeah it sounds like a lot of fun (laughs) yeah i thought you were saying solo poly like that that was like negative nelly solo poly oh but. not solo poly pocket okay uh, yeah, yeah, yeah solo polyamory yeah well that's they, they would they sound like they might be contradictory because it's like how can you have 
many lovers, but also yeah. be solo. But we make it work. <laughs> and when you become solo poly, does that give you the magical power that you now possess to use lover in a way that doesn't make me cringe? <laughs> because you're... Yes. Yeah, you can you can do it now. There, there's I, I've met like a handful of people who can be like I've taken a lover, and I'm just like, yeah, yeah that's that's mm. how you talk, and that is how yeah. you should talk. In <laughs> fact, <laughs> there's a great line to that effect in the movie American Fiction, which I will also sing the praises of later on as a piece of media I've been enjoying. Oh yeah, but there's a great line where Jeffrey Wright's character is like, oh, I'm so grossed out by the fact that you've just told me you've taken a lover, but. <laughs> When you're solo poly, you get to say it, and it's you not can gross. say it. Yeah, I also yeah. like to say that I have a harem of himbos. There you go. Mm-hmm. That's uh, pretty accurate to my life. Uh, uh, Do they know they're himbos? Rums. I don't think they know that I call them that. Okay. I, I think mm-hmm. that. They they think it's just their little secret, and they always do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I will say the over or underratedness of this. This feels like a solo poly is a thing where the rating system depends on your original perspective so highly because i i can't help but notice that jack was like that sounds great (laughs) (laughs) sounds pretty good right (laughs) i was like yeah i think jack's rating but it's not underrated for him because it comes quite highly rated i guess i put it in the underrated class uh, i almost said classigory uh-huh and that's (laughs) That's the thing now that's category you speak, as a solo body person. You speak with such confidence that classigory is now a thing. Thank you, thank you. Um, so classification slash category slash classigory. Um, I put it there because, I mean, most people, you know, follow like a pretty traditional, like you know, just monogamy. I have one partner. I have one person. That's what they're seeking. That's what they have. You know, whatever. But I've been sort of just examining that as a structure, as an expectation in in society. And I was like, you know what? I don't think that is for me. And just like, I mean, relationship anarchy in general is something I've been exploring. And I'm just like, yeah, this this is cool. This is not (laughs) enough people know about it or are doing it. Yeah. And obviously, like a very important thing about it is to like be very upfront. Be very with people, open like, and upfront. Yeah. So I was yes. gonna say there are plenty of fuckboys in the world who are like, <sighs> this is actually secretly what I do, but uh <laughs> nobody needs to know about it. <laughs> Instead I pretend I love everyone deeply and <laughs> we are soulmates. Right. <laughs> Amazing. This just in classigory has been shortlisted for the twenty twenty four word oh. of the year, Merriam Webster oh. dictionary. So Oh, I didn't even make it up? No, 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 you did. And that's how oh, quickly it became. You, you did. Yeah. And it, it was shortlisted. <laughs> now okay. shortlisted. Awesome. Amazing. Well, we are going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back and talk about drawings of Mickey Mouse doing 9 11. We'll be right back. What up? I am Dramos, host of the Life as a Gringo podcast. Now, this is a show for the Nosabo kids, the the 200 percenters. Here we celebrate your otherness and embrace living in the gray area. If you ever felt like you were always too much this while also never being enough that, this is the podcast for you. Every Tuesday, I'll be bringing you conversations around personal growth, issues affecting the Latin community, and much more via my own personal stories, along with interviews with inspiring thought leaders from our community. Then, every Thursday, I'll be tackling trending stories and current events from our community that you need to know. So much of what makes our community so beautiful is our diversity, yet too often those of us who don't fit into this dumb, stereotypical box of whatever it means to be Latino are left without a voice or just forgotten about. On this show, I celebrate the uniqueness of our culture and invite you to walk in your authenticity. Listen to Life as a Gringo as a part of the Michael Tura Podcast Network. Available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old... Oh, yeah. 
And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So... How'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. And yeah, I mean, I don't know. There... Like the, I feel like I feel like I've seen <laughs> seen all the ones like the you know it's so basically SB Dubs as we've all started calling Steamboat Willie <laughs> who is the unmistakable ancestor of Mickey Mouse and descendant of minstrel cartoons but that's for another time but you can look at the similarities there's a lot but yeah Steamboat Willie has hit the big public domain in the sky freeing the internet <laughs> to do its best slash worst. Mm-hmm. And, you know, doing 9-11 and being covered in cum were like, that was like, I bet that's what the Internet's going to do. And they did that. There's also some where he has his dick out, (laughs) also to be expected. But I don't know. Like, so first of all, this is like people will be quick to point out Steamboat Willie has some differences from modern Mickey. They redesigned Mickey Mouse for 1940s Sorcerer's Apprentice. So we're going to like have to wait another, I don't know, I was going to say like 20 years, but no, that's actually less than that. Like fucking yeah. 10 years for actual like modern Mickey Mouse to be covered in cum. But I mean, will the world make it that long? We'll right. see. That is the question. <laughs> but Well, to be, to be covered in cum, not as parody. Right. Exactly. Yes, Mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah. I mean, people were already free to do this. It's just a celebration (laughs) of like, now it's legal. (laughs) Yeah. So if if you want to know the difference between Steamboat Willie and Mickey Mouse, Mickey Mouse has like big, big eyes with like black pupils, you know, like the standard Disney, like big eyed, like kind of Mm -hmm. thing that's based on babies. Like they were like, oh, babies have big eyes. And that appeals to something inherent in humans, like we are genetically designed to not want to kill babies, <laughs> um, mm. and so, <laughs> like the, we like we like them with the big eyes. Whereas uh, Steamboat Willie, to quote Quint's speech in Jaws, has got lifeless eyes, black eyes, like a doll's <laughs> eyes. It's true. When he comes at you, he doesn't seem to be living until he bites you, <laughs> and those black eyes roll over white. Yeah. I don't think I've said this story here, and maybe I've never said it at all, but the maddest I ever got when I was writing on Robot Chicken is I pitched a sketch that made it pretty far that was about Funko Pops, where every time you turn back, it was like a haunted house kind of deal, and every time they turn back to the Funko Pop, its eyes would be, the like beady black eye would be 10% bigger until it eventually (laughs) swallowed the screen. And they they didn't let me do the sketch, and I'm so mad about it still. Oh man, guys. Tisk, tisk. <laughs> but yeah, so this is the first big character to hit the public domain in a while, which I hadn't realized. But Sonny Bono, apparently, Sonny Bono or Bono? 
Bono, right? Bono. I've just been. Oh, yeah, because Bono is the U2 guy. Yeah. Bono right. is the sunny guy. Yeah. The sun- <laughs> As the famous rhyme says. <laughs> <laughs> I Bono. only know him from, <laughs> from the Beavis and Butthead version of I Got You, Babe, with Cher. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That's kind of the main thing he's known for other than dying in a ski accident. But he also <laughs> was a, so he was like TV guy. And then became politician guy. And in 1999, he's passed a law suspending things from hitting the public domain for 20 years for reasons having to do with corporations and rich people enjoying money. Whatever the the justification at the time was, that seems to be that they were lobbied by Disney and like George Gershwin's estate. And Hmm. there's just... Everyone was basically like, politics in the 90s really got away with a ton of shit because like they just had the world or at least like the mainstream media convinced that anywhere anyone making money was good for the country because, quote, the economy, like, why not keep it private so people can continue to make money for Disney and the wealthy who can invest it back into Wall Street and Wall Street is scoreboard for economy. Okay, so they go wrong. Yeah. Thankfully, that's all changed now. So right. it's it's well, no different. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it, we no, just it, have it's, social it's media so to like point it out. <laughs> it's not true. Yeah. So wait, they were trying, they were lobbying to make it so to like delay things going into, into the public, public domain, domain by 20 years so it could stay private so they could keep profiting. Keep off making of money. It? It's a little longer. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Oh, neat. Yeah. Hey, that's <laughs> the thing that is like so funny is like to imagine them being like you know for for some kind of vague moral or economic reason this must happen and then just the, the finding the line of 20 years like if this is important why not forever right. like or what just like somehow they were like no nah, 20 20 is good 20 is good yeah we'll be rich enough in that'll never come yeah we'll just we'll just be incredibly rich by that yeah. time so there have been nfts because people are still falling for that, apparently. <laughs> Mickey Mouse cryptocurrencies, those are somehow different. A glut of AI-generated images featuring the old Mickey doing drugs or slathered in semen, quaaludes. as previously mentioned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, quaaludes might be interesting. I'm sure the, the kids don't know, though, you know? That's yeah. That's true. Kids these the days copyright, I wonder if the copyright on the name, on the presumably brand name Quaalude is probably still in effect, whereas Mickey is, you'll get, right. you get sued by like Pfizer or whoever still holds that patent. Was Quaalude the name brand the or brand? the street name for oh. that drug? I'm curious. Like, was what? that the Kleenex? It let has me, to let be. Let me look it up. Right. There's it's also no, spelled there's no. very strangely, which makes me think I mean, it's that not, it is. It's, yeah. It's not the chemical name. And it's right. not like some shit that you just come up with. So right. the chemical name is methaquilone. <laughs> oh, yeah. pretty close. It's a hypnotic sedative. I didn't. For some reason, I thought it was an upper. Okay. Oh no! no. So quailone oh. must be the the like yeah. brand name, I guess. Yeah, yeah it's the aspirin. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> the Tylenol. It yeah, there's it's. Oh, I love this. I love, I love Bring suing. back ludes. Bring back <laughs> ludes is our message in 2024. But I mean, it's understand. Like, there's sort of a, a Streisand effect happening here, where people are going particularly hard on Steamboat Willie because Disney has like famously been fighting this moment for decades. Like, they called the Sonny Bono thing. I think the Mickey Mouse saver or some some shit like the <laughs> mickey mouse law or <laughs> yeah so like yeah. people if, yeah. it, if the disney corporation is in danger of not making as money as much money as they want they put out a mickey alert and it all goes yes. to our phones and we all like have to protect the copyright of mickey mouse that's how that the works. mickey mouse protection act is what it is <laughs> called so predictably just hours after mickey entered the public domain we got a trailer for a horror movie in which a guy in a Mickey Mouse mask is like a knife-wielding serial killer. 
And didn't they just do this with Winnie the Pooh also? Yes. Mm-hmm. And also the mask yeah. looks like shit, like the Winnie the yes. Pooh one. Like for some yeah. reason they just they're like, okay, you're allowed to use it, but you have to like make it out of a paper bag in like 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like total shit. Yeah. It's also set in a Chuck E. Cheese-esque restaurant because of the yeah. success of Five Knife Freddy. Okay. So it's yeah. Five it's, Knife Freddy? Is that is that you doing I, a joke? Yeah, that's what we we called it. I think it was actually when your your co-host on the Bechdel cast, Jamie Loftus, was (gasps) on. Damn, we were a little. So now I just outed myself as someone who didn't listen to that. Didn't listen to your own. I listened to everything Miles has ever been on, (laughs) (laughs) including phone calls that he doesn't know I'm listening. Yeah, you have like a secret baby monitor in his house. (laughs) I do, Uh just for you. (laughs) That's right. And sometimes I whisper things while he's asleep. Just to, <laughs> you know, implant, incept ideas. <gasps> <laughs> but yeah, it's Five Nights at Freddy's. I'm sorry, Caitlin. Yeah, I, I just wanted to <laughs> make sure it, it, that it wasn't like a, a classicory goof. Right, right. Could could easily be. Yeah. But so just the least original, <laughs> original yeah. film ever proposed. <sighs> The thing that bums me out about these is like, like they had it ready to go. It's like so uncreative. I just wish some, some just like, like this, the creativity is like shockingly low for this, for this whole, like Mm -hmm. all of it, the whole category of these Mickey, (laughs) Mickey. Yeah. It's really, it just bums me out. I don't know. I just, I just want something funnier, I guess. Yeah. No, well, I think funny would be too close to yeah. So so like none of this is really legal. Like you Disney could like sue any one of these that they wanted to out of existence. It's just a gamble yeah. of like whether that yeah. draws attention to it or not, you know. Mm-hmm. That was but, a, a thing that I learned when I worked at Comedy Central many years ago that like I mean, it was outside of it, but or it was uh, maybe this is a private conversation. I'm not supposed to be repeating, but it doesn't matter that much. But <laughs> like, you know, I was told that often because you, you like kind of have the impression like, oh, you can't use Coca-Cola in your thing. So you've got to use this, this thing because of copyright or, or um, whatever. And it's rarely that like it's usually just that like the business affairs the, and ad sales people would like to get Coca-Cola as a sponsor. To pay them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So like you don't give her free, but it has nothing to do with the like base legality of like, can you use it? And it's such a like detraction from the quality of movies. I mean, I think you've told us that before, but it's like okay, it's so maybe, interesting yeah. to me because it's such a like if you could just instead. Like it takes you out of the movie so much to have people drinking from a can that is like yeah. says soda on it. Cra- like, Crackle cola. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's, to me, I, the example I was given, I, I I don't remember who said this, but like it you just can't like defame the product. Like you can't have someone drink a Coke, drop dead from a heart attack, and then all the characters say, That's what always happens when you drink a Coke. <laughs> <laughs> Right. So as like, long as you're not like slandering the the brand, yeah, name. right, yeah, and a brand case, like Quaalude, for example, yeah. right, uh, yeah, <laughs> which we've always said on this show is very good for you. Yeah. It's like taking your vitamins in the 1970s. You know, I wonder if it's that you can't you can't misrepresent. You can't have Quaaludes and just be like these get me high with no consequences, <laughs> <laughs> like I just did. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I was an extra on a movie set one time. Huge brag. brag. It was a movie that Mm. never got a theatrical release, but (laughs) Emma Roberts was in it. And it was about a high school basketball team. And I was in this like cafeteria scene where there were vending machines in the shot. But originally the vending machines, I think, were Pepsi. And then they brought the like production brought in basically like huge stickers that said Coca-Cola on them to place them over the Pepsi logo to make it seem like it was a Coca-Cola machine. And I don't know exactly why they did that. If that was some sort of like agreement with Coca-Cola or I don't, or if they were like, we want money from Coca-Cola, but not Pepsi. I don't, I don't know enough about it, but I just found that fascinating that it was like, Oh, you, 
like specifically yeah. brought in stickers to like make to change what this yeah. product would be. Yeah. The director is just like, no, these people have Coca Cola. No, no, no. Vibes. They would never. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. This is, this is real. This is taking me out. Pepsi, Emma Roberts, <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Does not track. Emma Roberts <laughs> does not exist in a universe alongside Pepsi. Like that, that doesn't. Ugh. It's like you Ugh. can't put Michael Douglas in a movie set in the past. You can't put Emma Roberts in a movie in which. There's Pepsi. Right. It does, doesn't make Even, sense. If he was in, like, if, if Michael Douglas was in a period piece, you'd still need to, at minimum, put, like, a Blackberry in his hand. Yeah, exactly. Like, he doesn't look <laughs> natural without, yeah. like, that was Have you ever been in a period piece? No, that, th- so William Goldman, the screenwriter, has, he wrote Princess Bride, and mm-hmm. he has, like, what one of his books on screenwriting, I forget which one it is, he talks about how his theory for why Ghost in the Darkness, I think, is the movie. It's like Jaws, but a lion in Africa that is, like, killing everybody. Mm. And then there's, like, it's the 1800s, I think. And they're, like, the Quint character is this, like, stoic lion hunter played by Michael Douglas. And everyone heading into the movie movie's release was, like, this is a sure thing. Like, we have the next Jaws. And then It, like, tanked. And his theory for why it tanked is that Michael Douglas just cannot exist in, like, a movie that, like, (laughs) takes place outside of, like, after the, or before the 1980s. Like, he just, like, needs to be a horny businessman. Like, that, Mm -hmm. that's it. Like, It's kind of unsettling to even just imagine Michael Douglas in the same room as an animal. Or in the same, like... Right. It's like, like, anything that isn't, like... Yeah. He tried it in plastic. Fatal Attraction. Look what happened to that. And rabbit. look what happened you know? to that rabbit. I know. Yeah, Jesus. Damn. <laughs> Anyways, like it, multiple movies actually hit on the same. Like multiple trailers dropped, or I guess this one didn't have a full trailer. But there's like a horror, an animated horror movie where Mickey Mouse will torment a group of unsuspecting ferry passengers. So they're like steamboat will the what's oh. the first thing we all think about with Mickey right. Mouse? It's that he was on that dang steamboat a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. what this movie presupposes is he's still on that steamboat and he's angry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like so that Winnie <laughs> the Pooh <laughs> movie <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like does he do it in like weird like animation like <laughs> like giving oh, looks hi. to the camera like whistling out of the side of his mouth as he's like kind of like people up double knee bounce per step. <laughs> right. <laughs> boink, boink. <laughs> and that is how I walk. <laughs> Canonically, I walk yeah. with a double knee bounce everywhere I go. But that uh, shitty Winnie the Pooh movie, Caitlin, that you referenced, mm-hmm. that is the first in the class this category of movie, was made for $100,000, like, evidently. Like, every one of <laughs> the dollars not spent over that is on screen. Like, you're mm-hmm. like, yeah, no, that's just a dude mm-hmm. in a mask that, like, you didn't even bother to get the best mask for this job. Whoa, 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 yeah. come on. And that movie made $5.2 million because (laughs) people were just, like, mad at it. And so it got passed (laughs) around. And, like, the director of one of these slasher, Mickey Mouse slasher movies, (laughs) this is the direct quote. We actually love the negative feedback because, you know, it just draws more interest. There seems to be, you know, a market for people that want to hate this kind of stuff. And it doesn't matter. Just if you watch the movie, if you pay to watch the movie, then yeah, that's all we want. <laughs> Said the director. <laughs> of this, I mean, of this at work least he's of art. Mask yeah. off about <laughs> that. Yeah, I, don't, I don't give a fuck. What are you? Why are you talking to me? <laughs> None of this matters. Just so out, so nihilistic. I don't know. There is like a thing that I've been noticing just as a trend across media where we no longer distinguish between like people were talking about how viral one of those Israeli comedy sketches went, you know, the ones that like, I guess Brett Gelman was in one of them and Michael Rappaport, but they're Mm -hmm. just like super offensive. Like, yeah. And people were like, it's gone viral. These things are like 
It's like, no, people people aren't like laughing and passing it around. Everyone's like horrified at this. Right. Yeah. But there there just does seem to be a way that we're just like flattening it out. And it's just like all attention is not only does it like work, but it's just evaluated the same as it's just like, yeah, that's that's a success. Shamelessly mask off. Yeah. We don't give a fuck unless it's a shitty Mickey Mouse mask. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it isn't, it isn't. It's like, you know, the like, oh, uh, I, I like the negative press, actually. Like, <laughs> is right. like, that's like, that is like the f- fifth emotion you have after like, you know, I know it's low budget and it's kind of goofy, but like, maybe this is going to be good. And like, <laughs> no, okay, but like, call, you know, I'm just saying like, that that is also a type of just hope, yeah, I guess. Cope. Right. Like, it's not untrue, but it's also like, you know, I'm positive this person's dream wasn't to cynically snatch, I mean, admittedly, a decent amount of money, but not a good Hollywood, you know, famous right. Hollywood director sure. amount of money sure. from this enterprise. So, yeah, they're still disappointed. Yeah. Don't worry. Don't worry, he, like the, way I, the way I read it was like, he's like, yeah, man, it's great. But it could be he said this with like a glassy, far off gaze in his <laughs> eye. You know, like yeah. he's just like feeling his all of his life's dreams dry up. <laughs> yeah. It's still dark. It like, me feel better. I mean, it's still money, I guess. Yeah. We do enjoy money, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, it is the thing of like, uh, when people are like, um, yeah, I made it bad on purpose. Then that's, yeah. I was, and that was intentional. And it's yeah. part of the commentary. And it's like, no, you didn't. You tried your hardest and it was bad. Right. And that's okay. Yeah. It's okay. You're bad. It's okay, okay to be bad. There's there's so many people in the world. They're, you're you're one of the bad ones. It's okay. <laughs> At least you got money. A lot of people <laughs> exactly. are bad and don't get money. At least you can do the job that your boss has asked you to do. That's pretty good. Yeah. That counts mm-hmm. for something, buddy. You're gonna, I you're sure. gonna stay in employed. <laughs> Disney can still like totally prevent people from using the early version of Mickey Mouse on consumer products, like the way that people use logos. It's like that it the closer you look at this, the harder it is to distinguish like what yeah. actually changed because yeah. Disney could still sue you out of right. existence. I think the thing that changed is that like a horror movie, there's no way that anyone would confuse that with being something that Disney was yeah. putting out. And so this is like the same legally. This is even though it on its surface seems like the most subversive thing to do. It's actually legally the safest thing to do because it's the most evidently like satirical. Yeah, I I think the thing is, it's like all all this ever has done. This shit is like slightly changed the risk calculus for litigation you know, with a slight change in one portion of the copyright law, but, you know, other shit is blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It makes it slightly more of a pain in the ass for them. Like, it, it gives your lawyers one more paper they can file that then gets swatted down by the yeah. Disney lawyers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, you know, That'll... that does cost Disney money. That costs yeah. billable hours, but, like, who gives right. a shit? Yeah, yeah, they don't, they don't give a fuck. They will spend you into the ground. Yeah. One of the most famous examples of Disney threatening legal action over the use of Mickey Mouse wasn't for a scathing parody. And in fact, there is like there is a short film in which Mickey Mouse is sent to the Vietnam War and shot and killed immediately (laughs) after getting (laughs) off the transport. And they did not sue that. They were because they were like, oh, that that would just draw attention to this so that came out in 1968 and they were just like yeah go knock yourself out but they did sue three daycares that had unlicensed disney murals so yeah so it's just like yeah yeah (sighs) Yeah. because that could be seen as like disneyland this yeah daycare is disney branded that's our end game, you guys. We will take all of your children into an <laughs> underground bunker with our characters painted all over it. That's not for you to use. All right. Let's take a quick break, and then we're going to come back and talk about the controversy that everybody's waiting to hear about, whether you wear socks in bed. We'll be right back. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes 
I guess identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow, thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. What up? I am Dramos, host of the Life as a Gringo podcast. Now, this is a show for the Nosabo kids, the the 200 percenters. Here we celebrate your otherness and embrace living in the gray area. If you ever felt like you were always too much this while also never being enough that, this is the podcast for you. Every Tuesday, I'll be bringing you conversations around personal growth issues affecting the Latin community, and much more via my own personal stories, along with interviews with inspiring thought leaders from our community. Then, every Thursday, I'll be tackling trending stories and current events from our community that you need to know. So much of what makes our community so beautiful is our diversity, yet too often those of us who don't fit into this dumb, stereotypical box of whatever it means to be Latino are left without a voice or just forgotten about. On this show, I celebrate the uniqueness of our culture and invite you to walk in your authenticity. Listen to Life as a Gringo as a part of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. And yeah, as I mentioned, there's a Wall Street Journal article. If you sleep in socks, you're a psychopath. Health tip kicks up controversy. The, if you sleep in socks, you're a psychopath is in quotes. So it's quoting one of the sources from this article. But it's this is like a one of those articles that mainstream institutions do sometimes where they you can tell like they are having fun or they're trying to communicate the idea that they're having fun. And there's like it's full of just shitty puns. So brought it to my attention. I started like Googling around, like, am I weird for wearing socks in bed? And (laughs) yes, very fucking weird. People are not like, there's a Reddit thread that is all about this. And, you know, it's full of like aggressive opinions on both sides. But like the percentage of people who responded and said they wear socks is like between five and 20 percent of people wear socks in bed everybody else is like what like when i (laughs) ask people they're horrified at the idea that somebody would wear socks in bed yeah i don't know sleep specialists they think it's a good idea because they (laughs) apparently if you keep your feet warm then your body has to work less hard at like warming them up and so it actually keeps your body temperature lower to have socks on your feet somehow. Your body? Okay, because you, the whole rest of your body is like working to keep your feet from freezing off or something. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Seems I mean, like bullshit, but I don't know why, especially with this being such a wildly unpopular take, I don't know why sleep experts would be bringing this up other than it's <laughs> the hate marketing that we talked about before. Right. All right, yeah. well, I'm ready to disclose 
my habit. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Could we get a little drum? I want to hear this here, first. like a bum, like bum, the bum, little bum, drum bum, roll bum, that bum, they bum, use, bum. the little tippity thing they use before, like they reveal in deal or no deal what's inside the briefcase. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Boom, Put that sound go. effect Boom. in. And okay, this is not. This is so anticlimactic. <laughs> I will wear socks to bed in the winter when it's cold and Yay! my room is cold. And I want to stay warm. But. Oh my God, the crowd are losing their minds. I fucking 10 large that that was going to be your answer. <laughs> but they are socks that are spe- like my specific bed socks. Sleep I will socks, not wear yeah. them around the rest no. of my apartment. I would never like put them in shoes and go out and then like yeah. also then wear those into bed. Anyone who like goes wears about their day socks into in bed? their dirty socks and then and then wears those same socks to bed. I do believe that those are I do believe well people. You just turned into a Southern Belle. Well, well, well. I do believe. <laughs> I do declare. Foghorn leg, leghorn now, you see. I do believe that those people are unwell. <laughs> yeah, that one of the articles I found was debunking or like, you know, dismissive of sock wearing in bed based on the idea that like we're just coming from the gym in sweaty socks and like hopping into bed. It's like, no, what the fuck? Like we don't have one <laughs> pair of socks. Like the whole point okay. is that they're like dry, clean, nice socks that you put on after you take a shower. Yes. yes. Here is my my question for both of you freaks though. <laughs> did you did is this behavior that was like acquired or did you never have you ever I mean I'm sure you've ever, but did you ever like on a regular basis, sleep without socks and I, make make a decision to be like, I'm a socksman or socks so- person. <laughs> I'm a socksman. Sorry, that was both inappropriate and it just flowed off my tongue. But you know what I mean? Like, has it always been socks, you know, no. more or less? So okay. I actually, there is, so the thing that's interesting to, to me about this is that there really seems to be a broad, like, propagandistic push against wearing socks in bed like i want my mom told me like growing up about the scariest nightmare she ever had and blamed it on wearing socks to bed whoa <laughs> she was like i and i think it was because i wore socks to bed and yeah. that's and so the she was trying to like scare ter- you out of this i guess like it's but it's just like the 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 Reddit thread like has somebody like that people are like I physically recoil at the thought of wearing socks while asleep. I think sleeping with socks on feels grotesque. I sleep with socks when I'm too drunk to take them off, and honestly, waking up with socks on is worse than the hangover. Now, that person <laughs> is going to bed with dirty socks on, and then somebody yeah. else wrote, "100% of sock sleepers are serial killers." True That's stat true. that I did not just make up on the spot. <laughs> uh, and Andrew, you agree that is true? Yeah, yeah, that one. I that I I will just say I have never thought about it. I just reflexively like don't like like having socks on when i sleep but okay yeah, i have a few counterpoints yeah one is yes, you do and the- two. <laughs> <laughs> you do too <laughs> okay yes socks can be gross and can become gross but also so are feet and if i was like in bed with someone who had gross feet and they were like rubbing up against me and like they hadn't clipped their toenails and like recently that to me would be grosser than wearing socks to bed second counterpoint i (laughs) run very cold i am always chilly maybe that's it and i if i and like i'm also i have like pretty bad insomnia and so conditions need to be like absolutely perfect for me to sleep it has to be you know not too noisy the bed has to be comfortable my anxiety <laughs> needs to be at a manageable level i need to be the right temperature and usually my feet are too cold without socks especially you know in the colder months yeah. so i like will lay awake all night long if i if I if my feet are too cold, yeah, because I'm not wearing socks. So feet and fingers are the only parts of me yeah. that run cold. Everything else about me runs super hot. But yeah, 
that like that signs. is the case. Yeah, I run. I run. That's like what the we signs. say. Bye. <laughs> I should. I should mention. I also am completely nude, other than the socks. When I sleep. <laughs> just yeah, just three yeah. socks on. <laughs> now, I, I, okay, that reminded me of that Flight of the Concord song, "Business Socks," which reminds me of I think a more a more relevant conversation here is if you wear socks during sex. Yeah, that mm. is psychopathic behavior. Yeah, because then you also have the garters on because you don't want your socks to fall down <laughs> while fall you're down. having sex. So you have Boing. to keep your, <laughs> your sock garters on around your knees. Steamboat Willie's back. <laughs> Steamboat Willie fucks with sock garters his on for sure. His dick is out and his socks are on. <laughs> his socks are up. <laughs> I don't know. I also like sleep on my face. So I feel like maybe I think I have uh-huh. like reverse claustrophobia like i need to like be because i think a lot of what people expansive no you need to be i need to be like cocooned yeah Yeah. like that i think what a lot of people are responding to when i read their negative response is like i need to get this shit off of me like i don't want anything like Mm. you know i think that's actually as we're talking i think in a vacuum like i will take the socks off in my sleep like if they're on yeah, yeah, like if in the event that I have, for instance, like fallen asleep, you know, maybe sooner than I anticipated for whatever, you know, <laughs> chemically induced reason. You were on yeah. so Lude. many ludes. Yeah, <laughs> they'll wind up off. They'll wind yeah. up sometimes across the room. So it's Your not body really doesn't want them on. Yeah, yeah, it's not my choice, really. Mm, That's it's like your body. It's like a body in. rejecting, yeah, yeah, like a right. kidney transplant. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, fair. Like, if your unconscious body is just like being like, get these, the yeah, fuck get this off, off me. Of me. Yeah. Then, so, yeah. I think I there's think nothing I can really do about it. Nature has spoken in that case. Yeah. But yeah. Whereas your unconscious body isn't certainly isn't going to be like. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's putting socks off. on. If I fall asleep without socks, <laughs> I will wake up over. with them on. <laughs> <laughs> so many socks on. <laughs> Why do I have three pairs of socks on? <laughs> well, Caitlin, such a pleasure having you oh. on the Daily Zeitgeist. What a joy. Where can people find you, follow you, all that good stuff? You can find and follow me. I'm mostly on Instagram at Caitlin Durante. You can also go to my website, CaitlinDurante.com for, I don't know, information. <laughs> I don't know. If, I, if I'm teaching screenwriting classes, I list them there uh, and like put the registration links. Uh, and the Bechtel cast is going on tour, like I mentioned. So if you live in San Francisco, Sacramento, (laughs) San Diego, Austin, or Dallas. We are coming to those cities in early February. So you can go to uh, Linktree slash Bechtelcast for all the tickets to the shows there. So come and say hi to Jamie and I, and we'd love to see you there. There you go. Is there a work of media that you've been enjoying? Yes, I also uh, alluded to this already, but the movie American Fiction that came out uh, pretty recently, I very, very much enjoyed. I think it's super smart and funny, and I laughed a lot, and I highly recommend it. Have not seen it. My movie watch over the break, my family likes to go to a, and this is crazy, we're a little weird, we like to go see a movie on Christmas. <gasps> weird. And... What the fuck? <laughs> it's, it's the guy who was so excited about Caitlin's answer. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Whether she wears He's, socks or not. Just a heckling. Whether they wear socks. Alt show. Yeah. <laughs> Saw Ferrari, and mm-hmm. the degree to which that movie Apparently, before seatbelts, when there was a car accident, people were spring-loaded in their car to just, like, shoot. <laughs> like, if you ever dropped a pair of AirPods, uh, like a yeah. the AirPod case, and they just, mm-hmm. like, shoot out all of, like that. That's apparently what used to happen to people in car accidents, I will say. Damn. No more, but it's pretty wild. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie yet, but I find it fascinating that it, is that it came out only a few years after Ford versus Ferrari. So like why all these Ferrari movies all of a sudden? And that it stars I mean Ferrari. Ferrari (laughs) (laughs) Yep, there it is. And that 
if I'm not mistaken, yes. Adam Driver is playing Very Mr. First Ferrari. Thing. I'm yeah. not sure. But he's doing like a, an Italian accent, right? Yes. And wasn't the whole thing with that Lady Gaga movie? Yes. Gucci. Uh, the, Gucci. Right, Gucci. House of Gucci, Ferrari. House of yes. Gucci, where Very. Adam Driver was also doing an Italian accent that everyone was like, why is this a thing? Everyone's really doing a bad job. Yes. Is well, this like his Jared, redemption Jared attempt? Leto, Jared Leto really took a lot of the, oh, okay. <laughs> the attention. I see, I see. <laughs> Full Mario, like, just, it's a me. <laughs> it was in really that wild. one. This one's definitely, like, not not as silly as that one, but you mm-hmm. do come away being like, this is the, this is such a strange form of typecasting that he has thrust himself <laughs> into, <laughs> of, like, being a Italian yeah. historical figure who was having marital problems and is the namesake of a, a still famous brand and who like <laughs> kind of has an Italian accent, but not really. Uh-huh. Yeah. But it's it, like both, both of the, like the Ferrari movie, I thought he was going to be like a race car driver, you know, like the name, right. like his name promises, but he's just like the, a CEO. Like it's like very much Ooh. like right. one of those, like a business guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's just a business guy, like trying to deal with, an affair yeah. and like I have a vision and stuff. It's still it's cool. Like, I, don't, I don't hate it. Michael Mann when <laughs> the the car races the car races parts are fun. The car races is parts it, are fun. Is it is it still sh- it's set in like the seventies? Is it still shot on like the grainiest digital video camera you've ever seen? No, it's uh, set in the I would say the forties or fifties. Oh, for, okay, yeah, and it's uh, it's shot like a you know just clear right. like you like it's clear. You can you can see. Wow. There's nothing like, on I the like, camera. <laughs> I like his movies that are like shot on that like pixel vision like, oh, yeah. thing that recorded to like an audio tape or whatever. <laughs> I, the most that I've watched a movie recently and been like, oh my god, this looks like shit. I didn't realize it at the time was Collateral. I was like watching Collateral. I was like, why does this look like absolute shit? Yeah, and I think it's just like front going to from whatever he did back then with digital to like the high def screens that we have now. It's a little weird. Yeah, wasn't Collateral? Collateral was like shot on basically like actual security cameras, I think, or something. <laughs> like it was, was something it really? where it just like it was something where it was like, yeah, this is the point. It looks like it's fucking trash. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Basic, <laughs> amazing. A- Andrew, where can people find you? Is there work media you've been enjoying? Let's see. Two things. One is I have over and over again apparently been saying the wrong date. We're doing a Yosis Racist sketch show, a SF Sketch Fest show on February 3rd at 7 p.m. at Cobb's Comedy Club. Apparently, I have fucked up the promo every time on my own show. So please, <laughs> please come see that. And work of media, sort of. Uh, my friend bootlegged this recipe for miso butter with chili crisp from i think momofuku and uh it's two parts butter one one part light miso just whip it together chili crisp on it and then you do the thing with the spoon where you kind of like go halfway and then turn it and make the little round of the the butter like the little you know oval shape looking thing Anyway, that's what I've been doing. That's what I did over uh, all every conceivable holiday was like spend a quinelle. Yes, thank you, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> um, the spoon thing. Uh, you also do it at gelato places, I guess. I don't fucking know. Anyway, that's that's the media I've been consuming is I guess YouTube videos about how to do that thing and how to do the butter. There you go. Is that succinct? That was very succinct. That was beautifully put. <laughs> <laughs> Work media. I've been enjoying tweet from D Souza with zeros instead of O's. Tweeted Shazam, but for weird noises at night. And I think that's a good idea for an adventure. Oh yeah. You can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist or at the Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website dailyzeitgeist.com where we post our episodes and our footnotes, footnotes where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode as well as a song I don't know why that threw me so much sorry <laughs> hey I'm rusty alright this is 2024 <laughs> as well as a song that we think you might enjoy super producer Justin Connor is there a song in this year 
of our Lord 2024 you think people might enjoy yeah this song is by nuja best he's an amazing sample based producer much like jay dilla uh but he's from japan he unfortunately passed away a while ago uh, at an early age but this is one of the first ever tracks that he made and it's not very easy to find anymore it's a jazzy remix of one love by nas it's great clean the house music as miles always says so you can check out one love the nuja best remix in the footnotes footnotes all right we will link off to that in the footnotes daily zeitgeist the production of iHeartRadio. for more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app apple podcast or wherever you listen to your favorite shows that is going to do it for us this morning we are back on monday uh, to tell you what happened over the weekend and to talk to an expert and it's, it's going to be a blast have a great weekend happy to be back with you folks and we'll talk to y'all then bye bye I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.